This is the day that the Lord has made, this um, March 22nd, 2022. And so we honor God for his goodness and what the Lord has done. We certainly honor him for what he is going to do. I pray that you are walking with expectations as well. We're going to go into the word of God. And and so, you know, uh, let's let's. Let's have a word of prayer, and then we're going to go into the book of Daniel, beginning at the 10th chapter, the 7th verse. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done, what you are about to do. Lord God, we thank you for who you are. You're God. You reign in our lives over this planet, the universe, Lord God. You have complete authority, Lord. And so we release that power and authority in our lives, Lord God. We are not rebelling. We are not resisting your word. We are not resisting your power, Lord God. But we're saying, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord God, help us, Lord. Lord Jesus, help us to live saved. Help us, Lord God, to uh, keep ourselves, Lord God, as you have instructed us to be holy, for you are holy. You say, without holiness, no man shall see you. Lord God, and so we pray and ask that you bless us to line up with your will. Lord God, to govern ourselves according to thy word. In Jesus' name, amen. 
we're going into the word of God, but I just want, I want to ask this question as you, maybe you've already turned there or maybe you're turning there, but you ever have that moment where it's just you and God, maybe you're sitting in your car and it's just you and the Lord. Maybe you're at home and you're just sitting in a certain place and it's just you and him. There's no other, there's no sound, no music, no nothing. You're just, you're just there. And you're just crying out, Lord, pass me, not O gentle savior, but hear my humble cry. While on others that are calling, do not pass me by. You know, this is that kind of day. This is that kind of day. You know, where you just want, where you just feel that you need to call out on him. You know, I got to the church early as usual, but came in and sat down and those, the words of those song, of that song began to echo in my spirit. And so therefore I began to sing that, you know, sometimes it's just you and God. You don't need to talk to your friend. You don't need to text nobody. You just need to talk to Jesus. Bless you, Lord. <coughs> Excuse me. The book of Daniel, beginning in the 10th chapter, uh, seven verses said, and I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men that were with me saw not the vision. But a great quaking fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore, I was left alone and saw this great vision and there remained no strength in me for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption and I retained no strength. Yet I heard I, uh, the voice of his words. And when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face and my face toward the ground. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palm of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken the word unto me, then I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I came for thy words. I want to just take this thought. Now, I'm not good at, at adding titles to, you know, to, to the word. And some are very good at it, and I applaud them. But I just want this thought of it 
was just for me. It was just for me. This was done just for me. Now, I like that. I, I like that. I like knowing something was reserved for me. Well, we like those little things, you know, that those things that make you feel special because it was saved for you. You go home, you get home and your mom saved you uh, that slice of cake or maybe even bake the whole cake for you or took you for a little treat. Have been waiting uh, all day long just to walk you to the store and to get you a little something, something. It was just for you. Those little things someone does for you, the unexpected, uh, received, does something. You know, it, it does something when you are not, and maybe you might have done something that you really didn't deserve, and that just really uh, causes you to uh, to break down it. But this, this instance, this young man had not did anything wrong. And so there was something unexpected that was about to be received. While I, I like those tangible things, you know, many times we think, as I just mentioned, those tangible things, you know, a little something to eat, a little something, a little toy, a little something, you know, to, to put on a little something. But there are those long lasting, impactful, unequivocal things that you begin to look for as you get older. Those things that leave no doubt in your mind, unquestionable uh, about what it means or who it's from and, and so much more than things that rust, things that rot, fade, get old or break. This was the experience that Daniel was, was about to have or actually we should say was having. He didn't need anything of substance because of his obedience and faithfulness unto the Lord, God had elevated him just as he will elevate you. Uh, let, me, let me touch something about elevation right quick. Elevation don't mean that your job title has to change. There was a young man that, that uh, his job title didn't change, but he knew so much about the system that those that did have the elaborate titles with their name had to go to him for instructions, for help, for problem solving, because he knew so much about the system that uh, he was therefore deemed uh, uh, with such great value. He didn't desire a title. But I tell you this much, his rewards were great. Many times we look for a title because we think that does something. I don't, I don't want the title. You want the, let's be a little more plain, you want the money. <laughs> you want the reward. And so there's something you have to do to get that. You have to go beyond just being good. I'm just showing up to work. I'm good, you know. 
I made it here today. I'm good. You know, no, there is with great with that. Uh, it, it requires sacrifice. It requires going beyond the norm. Good is just the norm. But when you go beyond the norm, then you find greatness. And along with that is sacrifices. Daniel made sacrifices. We read about that early on in his life, how he refused to eat the king's meat and to drink the king's wine. Daniel's decision had an impact on everyone. All of them that was the princes of Judah that was taken captive, that was being screamed. Mm -hmm. uh, when Daniel stepped forward and said, well, give us a few days and, and come back and check on us and see it, how well we fare. And that agreement was made. Daniel and his uh, his uh, prayer partners all looked better than everyone else. They made sacrifices early on. And the Lord rewarded them. Daniel was rewarded with the interpretation of dreams, the understanding of dreams and, and visions. And, and so uh, those things are priceless and carry more weight than the things that rust. I got a new car. Well, in a few years, you'll be looking for another one. It, it, it's going to rot, those things. It's going to fade. And they're going to get old. And it doesn't mean that you don't appreciate it. But that's part of life. But what God gives you, what God gives you, so I want you to understand there are there are those secrets that God has just for you. When you receive that revelation that under when your understanding opens up, you know, we, we we're in the book of Revelation on on Sunday mornings. And I recall one of the saints talking about how after the teaching, after the exhortation, they were walking and, and it hit that they understood what the scripture was saying with such clarity. That was a revelation. When they explained it back to it was a clear revelation that they had received, which goes far beyond anything else. The term deja vu comes to mind. Now, this means uh, it is the experience or occurrence of something similar. You ever uh, found yourself doing something that seemed like I've been here before, I've done that before. You know, the, the brain recognizes the similarities of, of the past and the present uh, experience. Now, I don't know much about that, deja vu, and uh, you know, but I don't dismiss it neither. I don't endorse it because I don't know enough to do that. One thing I do know is God shares secrets. He shares secrets. Whether you want to call it deja vu or, you know, uh, or whatever you want to express, I believe that there are things that are just unexplainable uh, that we experience in this life. And they do line up with the word of God. John the Baptist came in the spirit of Elijah. I'm not saying he was Elisha. 
but he had that same characteristic. He had the same, uh, his personality and all that he would do was that he would follow the will and the word of God in such a way that when you looked at the two men, they were similar, okay? And I say Elisha, I believe I said Elisha. <laughs> Isaiah. Bible students, you got a mission. Matter of fact, uh, comment that in right now. Mm -hmm. So you got a moment to look that up so that everybody will know exactly the scripture and who I'm talking about. Genesis 18, 17, uh, beginning at the 17th verse, and the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. That's one. Abraham is going to become a great and mighty nation. Two. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Three. For I know him. I know him for he will command his children five and his household after him six and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. The thing that God wants to do in your life, the thing that the Lord has spoken regarding you, there are things, uh, there are characteristics that God know about you, what you will do, what he has proclaimed over you because of what you will do. And so therefore, the Lord shared a secret with Abraham. What secret is there that God has that he wants to share with you? Psalms 25, 14 says, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant, his promises, just as he will and did with Abraham. In my mind's eye, I see Daniel reviewing the dream and vision with his thought. And it, it, this is my thought, but I, I, Daniel might have been saying the same thing. Wow, that was just for me. That was just for me. Now look in the New Testament and find what spirit was John the Baptist did he come in. Daniel 10 says, and I, Daniel, alone, this was just for me, I, Daniel, alone, by myself, I saw the vision. Now, I wasn't standing there by myself because uh, there were other men that was with me, but they didn't see the vision. 
But a great quaking came upon them. It was such a fearful moment that they fled to hide. They couldn't stand it. You know, I've been in services where the service was was such was in and, and I mean a prayer service where it was in such great that people started to creep out. Others were uh, couldn't move because of the awesomeness of the presence that was in the room. And there was those that could not stand it. These men couldn't handle it. And we read about this occurring as well with uh, the Apostle Paul and his conversion. As he went on the road to Damascus, uh, he had letters to go and to arrest those that called upon the Lord. And in his travel, the a light shone, the light of immortality shone in the brightness. The sun was already shining, and this was brighter than that, and it knocked him down. However, those that was with him didn't have the same experience. They didn't have the same experience. And so uh, they heard a thunder. What they heard was not what John, what, excuse me, what, uh, what Paul heard. Thank you. And so those that are with you, don't expect them to see and receive what you have. If you if you look at Matthews three and four, now you need to tell me what Matthews three and four says, what spirit he came in. That was the question. The scripture and the spirit in which he came in. Appreciate it. And so like Daniel, you may have saw something that no one else caught a glimpse of. No one else saw it. Mysteries and revelations come from God. Rhema, sometimes someone will say, I got a rhema word and, you know, but rhema is always sustained by the word of God. It's always sustained by the word of God. I don't see an answer yet of the spirit that he came in. I need names. Ephesians 3, 1 says, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, that ye have heard of the dispensation of grace. And if you've been following along with us, you've heard us mention the dispensation of grace many times because that's where we are today. We're in the dispensation of grace which is given me to over you how that by revelation, revelation meaning something that was hidden, but now it is made known. Howbeit by revelation, he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when you read or read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. 
Deuteronomy 29 and 29 says, the secret things belong unto the Lord. But those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. God is interested in us doing the word, not quoting the word. That doesn't help. Uh, reminding yourself of the word without any actions to apply it is not going to benefit you. We're supposed to do the word, be doers of the word, not just hearers. You need and want clarity, then you must go to God. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Now, I'm not saying that we should pray and ask God to show us things that we don't know. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that God will show you things that you don't know and at his discretion. And as we read about a Daniel, God is showing him something. Brother, I still don't see an answer there. He's showing Daniel something about uh, that he wants him to see, his own discretion. Daniel, we know, prayed. And in his prayer, uh, the Lord visited him and gave him what he wanted him to see. When you pray, when you seek the Lord, God will give you what he wants you to have. And whatever God shares with you, whether it is a word, revelation of uh, some knowledge, thank you, or a dream or a vision, it is something that we are to cherish and certainly is going to lead us and guide us. Now we were talking about deja vu, Talking about the experience, and one of the things I mentioned is that uh, is that whereas when we when mention deja vu, it means that there's some similarities. There's something that we that that's it's been in the past that we're now dealing with and um, and see or feel in the present. And I mentioned Elisha and and John the Baptist, uh, and so saying that these are not that is not uh, reincarnation but he yet had the same spirit and the same posture as Elisha. And for clarity, I asked to, if that was Elisha or e Isaiah. And so the answer has come. It was Elisha. Thank you for that. Elisha. Common sense situations are not mysteries. James 3, 15, again at 15 verse says, this wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensuous, devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is pure then peaceable, gentle, 
and easily to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. What God gives us is not to be mistreated or be misused in any kind of way. Some things that we see are of common sense. Some things that we experience, some things that we obtain is common sense. It doesn't require supernatural power or intervention in any kind of, it is common sense. And therefore we're supposed to exercise common sense. He said that it is earthly, sensuous, devilish. In other words, you do not have to be saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost to practice common sense. Daniel not only practiced good sense, good judgment. Ladies, if you don't have good judgment, you need to dismiss yourself. Gentlemen, if she don't practice good judgment, you need to gently disappear. You need to ghost. Good judgment is something that we should all practice and especially with God. We practice good judgment in our lives. We practice good judgment in our relationship with God. And certainly we're going to practice good, relationship, uh, good judgment in our relationships with one another. Or the relationship is tainted, it's contaminated because of poor judgment. In business transactions, you need good judgment. Mm -hmm. Daniel practiced good judgment. And he acknowledged God. He sought the Lord in such a way that God was entreated. Listen, if you're going to entreat, if you're going to impress anyone, impress God. If you impress God, and when I say impress God, I, I'm not talking about spending hours on your knees praying. You know, you're at work, you're supposed to be doing your job and you're in the broom closet praying. I'm not talking, that's not impressing God because the Lord expects us to use some what, common sense, some good sense, some good judgment and do our job that we were hired to do. And you, in relationship, you're supposed to be taking cooking for the kids, but at the time that you should be cooking, you're you're in the closet uh, praying, or you're sitting there reading. That's not good, because now they're walking around hungry, and we have a responsibility to handle the inheritance that God has given. Children are inheritance of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So we practice this good sense as Daniel practiced and handled business in such a way that he was recognized for those actions. Others were handling business too. But he exceeded them. He was not trying to. I don't think Daniel was, I think Daniel was just going about doing things the right way. Can you just go about and do things the right way? And you're acknowledging God and you're loving of family and friends and love your neighbor as you love yourself, just doing things the right way. Can you do that? Daniel said, therefore, I was left alone. The vision came. So, and, and there was a great, I saw this great vision. It was so great that uh, there was no strength 
left in me for my comeliness had turned into corruption. I was messed up. I was left alone. The manifestation that is occurring, the message, the revelations can help uh, that happen in a group setting happens, but more often we're left alone. More often when things occur, it is at a time that we are by ourselves. Sometime when you find yourself alone, and maybe you, you might have that lonely feeling, I'm alone right now. And, and you desire, you're desiring more than just being alone because it just don't seem, that may be a time God may want your attention at that moment. And it's a good time to give him your attention. It's a good time to pour your heart out unto God. Daniel says the vision was great. The vision took my strength and it left me terribly troubled. He said, I dreamed a dream in my, uh, you know, in this moment, in this vision that I'm seeing. Now, I can relate with, with Daniel and what he's saying. I, I'm, I, the Lord is blessed and I've always had dreams and there are many, and I do mean many people that can testify, uh, attest to what I'm about to say. But I had a dream in my teen years that left me speechless. This was when I was new, I was came unto the Lord and I had a dream and it terrified me. It left me speechless. I, I couldn't talk. I went to my sister and I tried to tell her and I, I couldn't utter any words. It was so terrifying, the tears were just flowing. Eventually I went to the overseer of the church that I had started attending and he gave me, he talked to me about the dream and the interpretation and gave me some instructions. There's been other dreams, not just dreams, but even just the reading of God's word. You know, Jer uh, those, if you're following along, I've uh, uh, expressed that you should also be reading the book of Jeremiah. Daniel said that it was through his reading of the book of Jeremiah, he understood more about his situation and how the forefathers and the children of Israel did not follow the law of Moses. And in reading the word of God, it becomes terrifying as you think about your characteristic and, or, and you begin to compare the word of God begins to, the Bible said the word of God is, is sharper and, and more powerful than a two-edged sword uh, going between the marrow and the joints of spirit, it goes deep. And it will have you convicted and feeling and searching yourself. It doesn't matter how long you've been walking with the Lord. Daniel was an upright, he was an upright citizen in Babylon. He was righteous. And yet even in what he saw, it stirred him up and troubled him. The thought of that dream was terrifying. I'm sure if Daniel was here today, he would say it is still terrifying. 
it left a desire uh, to hear. And I don't know what Daniel prayer was after that, but I know when I, after what I saw, I was praying, Lord, save me. And I'm still saying that same prayer, Lord, save me. There is no assumption that I'm good with God. Lord, I'm, I'm good. We're good. We're good. You know, hey, I'm all right. No, we have, none of us have made it in yet. And so we're still striving. We're still balancing and still working out our own soul salvation with fear and trembling. <laughs> Daniel said, yet I heard, uh, yet I heard I the voice of his words. And when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in deep sleep on my face. And my face toward the ground, the vision, the voice, the messenger, the man, uh, Daniel laid on the ground, no different than Adam. When God formed man from the dust of the ground, man was laying there. There was no breath in him. He was just a pile of dirt. He was just a mold image, but there was no life in him. Daniel said, I, I was, I fell on my face. I, I, I was out of it. Couldn't move. There was nothing that he could do in that moment. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me on my knees and the palm of my hands. It's interesting to note the position he was placed in. Knees, hands, you know, you know the image that comes to mind. Maybe you're thinking about being on all four like a dog or you know, if you bid on all four like a horse, however you want to frame it. But he was humble. Can you see this in your mind's eye? Can you imagine him humble even as we are humble in the presence of the Lord? Do you recall being in a worship service? That true praise that placed you in his presence and then the worship that placed you at his feet where you're drawn to the throne of God to offer up supplication and sacrifice. I was in a service a couple of weeks ago. I was visiting a, a church and, um, and there to encourage others. I wasn't speaking. I was just present, just there and enjoying the service. And there was a group that, that sung a worship song and I, I'm telling you, by the time they were in the middle of that worship song, I was through. I was no, I was, I was, I was like butter in a hot skillet. I was just ready to go to the altar. Let's just all, I want to just go to the altar right now and, and cry out unto the Lord. So I cried out where I was. Worship, praise will take us there. It's not something that we're forced to do, but praise and worship leads us. Now, think about your prayer closet. Maybe your family is sleeping. The TV cell is off, do not disturb. Everything is off and, and, and you are singing unto the Lord. Pass me not 
oh gentle Savior, or whatever song it is that you feel led to sing in that moment. Sometimes I like to say God is, 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 is uh, serenading us because sometimes a song comes up that you have not uh, been singing. Maybe you heard it uh, years ago and it's not something that you sung recently, but all of a sudden there it is and all the words are there and you're hearing it echoed in your spirit. That's not, I don't believe that's coincidental. You're in your prayer closet. You shut everything down. You shut everyone out because you was wise and you waited until they all went to sleep. Or you got up early while they were. And you began to cry out to the Lord, talking to him, listening in case he has something to say. See, it's like on the phone. It's like talking. You talk a little and you listen. Sometimes you need to just listen. Sometime in the listening, you'll find those tears starting to flow because it's not about the words that are coming through your vocal cords, but it's what's in your heart. It's what is being pulled up that need that you really want God to hear. Mighty God. So you're listening. In case he says something. Now, I believe no answer is still an answer. Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't say nothing. No, listen to me. No answer is still an answer. Exodus 14 and 13 verse says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. Sometimes the answer is us being still. It is us having confidence, fear not, having confidence in God where we do not take matters into our own hands. We be still and we wait until he is ready to give us an answer or if there is an issue like Daniel experienced but we won't know that until that is revealed to us you don't have to get an answer too many times we go and we look for someone to give us an answer well pastor minister evangelist whatever title that you may hold uh, according to the word of God you don't always have an answer for the question that is being asked. And therefore, it requires us to go and pray. When Nebuchadnezzar had the vision, he was about to wipe out all of his counselors because none of them had an answer. And Daniel asked, what is the haste? Why is everyone going to be wiped out? What's going on? And that included them too. Daniel asked for space and time because he didn't have an immediate answer, but he knew who did. And he went to that person, God, and he asked, and the Lord revealed it unto him. So there are times that no one has the answer. And until God reveals that answer, then we're to be still and see the salvation of the Lord. 
Take courage. Be still. I cannot and stop trying to figure out other people. Those great testimonies of, uh, of God's presence, how great the presence was in the service, but it was not such a great presence. It humbled no one. It convicted no one. It was a good feeling. The instances that I read in the word of God is that they were humble in the presence of his royalty. And just the mere fact that he showed up. But there are those that have great testimonies, but no, but not an ounce of humility. The 11th verse says, and he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, I understand the words that I speak unto thee. And I stand upright. Uh, stand upright, Daniel's being told to get up off of all four. For unto thee I am now sent. And when he had spoken the word unto me, I stood trembling. Even though he could stand there, Daniel was terrified of the presence. The greatness was overwhelming. And he said, greatly beloved. Now, God has a term of endearment for you too. Daniel's not the only one who is greatly beloved. God has a term of endearment for you as well. Uh, many times you heard, oh, well, David was the apple of God's eye. So was the entire nation of Israel. God has a term of endearment for you. God has a passion for you. Just like your heart panteth for him. Just like you're thirsty. Now, now you know, you see, you see people thirsty, whether you're watching a movie or something, and you're like, oh, they act so thirsty. We ought to be as thirsty for the Lord because he has passion for us. He has passion for you. God's passion is so great. His passion is so great for you. He said that if you follow his word, let his will be done here on earth as it is in heaven, do God's will line up with his will. That those that are saved, those that make it in, he has a stone with a new name in it, a white stone with a new name in it. I believe that 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 new name not is an example of the passion that God has for you because it's going to be unique. Everyone will not be walking around with the same. It's unique. And he thought about you. And he thought so much about you that it is a secret and no one knows that name except when he handed to you. You will be the only person that knows what is inside. And the meaning of it as well. Then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel. For from the first day. From the first day that you begin praying, from the first day that thou settest thine heart to understand and to chasten yourself, Daniel was sacrificing and, and seeking the Lord, fasting, setting himself aside because he wanted to understand. The words that you were 
offering up unto the Lord, the conversation that you were having, though it seemed like uh, he wasn't saying anything. Daniel didn't stop praying. He did not stop talking unto the Lord. Thy words were heard. And I came forth for thy words. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your kindness. We thank you, Lord, for this short exhortation this evening. Lord God, we know that you have secrets that you want to reveal unto us. Words of encouragement, dreams and visions of what tomorrow holds. Lord God, and we know that you are not going to just give those secrets to anyone. And you have instructed us not to cast those pearls before swines. Lord God, we appreciate you. We appreciate your word. We appreciate, Lord God, what you are doing for us in this moment, in this hour. And we pray and ask, Lord God, that you will continue to bless us, that we line up with your will. Lord God, that we obey your word, that we govern ourselves, Lord God, in such a way that, Lord Jesus, that we, your favor is already with us. It's with us this evening. Lord God, and we just want to bless you, Lord God. And we want to say thank you. Lord, bless each one that is under the sound of my voice. Each one that has listened so tentatively, prayerfully, Lord God, unto your word. We pray and ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Pastor Carl. My prayer is that something was said this evening. Encourage your heart. If you're looking for a church home growth ministry, then you belong here. Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Mighty God. You know, uh, the Lord has blessed us. I'm going to reiterate this again. We're, we can be found now on at KKLA. Saturday evenings at, at 11.30 p.m., you know, and, and it live streams throughout the week as well on kkla.com. And uh, and so uh, that radio channel is 99.5 FM. Lord is blessed as we're going forward, you know, to be an impact uh, in this time and day with what little bit of time that God has given us. I don't care if it's 100 years, it's still little. <laughs> And so, you know, continue to pray for us as we are praying for you in Jesus' name. Be blessed and bless someone else. Be kind and show the love of God. And we'll be back, the Lord said the same, on Sunday morning in the book of Revelation. All right. So open